it's it's more than surviving life is about thriving and and if we have the information and the education and the pieces to put that all together we don't have to just get up every day and exist we can do more than survive in life we can thrive in life so living to thrive is my it's my life mantra now Welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada. After 18 years of working with patients to help them take on better habits for health and wellness, as well as a year of personal monthly habit challenges, I've learned how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So I'm getting intentional about my habits and routines, and I'm hoping to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. Today's episode is episode 135 of the Improvement Project podcast, and today I'm excited to say that I am welcoming a special guest to the show. If you've been listening for a while, you know how important accountability is to me, and today's guest is one of my accountability buddies. We've known each other for years, but recently reconnected in a more intentional way to work together in helping to support one another as we took a course together. Catherine White is an entrepreneur living in St. Thomas, Ontario, with her best friend and husband of almost 25 years, John. She is the very proud mother of two amazing young men, Jackson and Joshua. After almost 20 years as a public school teacher, Catherine was inspired to change her professional calling following a serious health crisis. She is the owner of Thrive Nutrition and Yoga, where she offers one-on-one lifestyle coaching, culinary nutrition workshops, private and group yoga classes, and is ready to launch her signature online course, Living to Thrive, in February of 2021. She recently took her passion of healthy eating and living and created the Living to Thrive podcast. Catherine, welcome to the show. Hey, Peggy. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I'm so excited that you're here. All right, I'd love to jump right in and have you share with us your story. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what has brought you to where you are now. Great. Um, so thanks, first of all, for that and for giving me the chance to share my story. It's, it's not a pretty one, but it has a really great ending. So um, it. it's basically, I was a busy mom and busy teacher and busy wife and trying to keep everything together all through the 2000s. And um, in 2014, I, I started to have some changes in my health. I started noticing some things going on. And in 2015, we discovered that I had stage four colon cancer. So it was in my colon and it was in my liver and it was in my lymph nodes. And so that was a huge eye opener. Um, that was uh, clearly a life changing moment. And it was at that moment that I knew that I needed to dig deep and I needed to make some changes in my life. So 2015 was the year of taking care of business. So multiple surgeries, 12 rounds of chemotherapy, lots and lots of support, um, but a really challenging year. And it really gave me the opportunity to look at myself and to look at my life and say, you know, what are you doing? Like, how did you get here? And um, it, it was hard to, to work through, but at the same time, 
I say this and it, it sometimes it, it might sound flippant, but it's almost one of the best things that could have happened because it really forced me to stop and it really forced me to look at my life. So after all of the medical stuff in 2015, I was blessed to, to walk out on the other side of cancer, um, not be done with it, but, but to walk away from that and spend 2016 basically walking around my house saying, who am I and what am I going to do with my life? And, and it's interesting to notice that people aren't comfortable with people who don't have a purpose. Because I had a lot of people say to me, what are you going to do with your life now? Because I quit teaching. I was like, that was a hard, absolute, definite, yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm quitting teaching. I'm done. And um, I didn't know. So I spent a lot of 2016 just sort of figuring out who I was, digging into the healthy eating side of things, because I truly had no idea the impact that all of our choices have on our body. I just kind of thought that it was like a crapshoot. Like, yeah, you might get sick, you might not. Who knows, right? I, I didn't have that education piece. So in 2017, I took a course, a culinary nutrition expert course, and um, dug deep into the nutrition and really started healing that side of my body. But I realized in 2018 that I was still broken, that my, my heart and my... Um, my brain were broken, my spirit, and I needed something to heal that. So I took yoga teacher training for the purpose of just getting better. And lo and behold, it opened this whole other opportunity for me. And I've become a yoga teacher. And since then, taken a number of courses only to arrive at the place of starting this business, Thrive Nutrition and Yoga, not it's become more about just nutrition and yoga. I've realized that it is about the whole person. It's about the whole body experience of health. And, and I want to share that with people. I really believe that I've been given the opportunity to, to pivot in my life. And that's allowed me to come to this place where I feel inspired to let other people know that we can take control of our life and we can take control of our health, but we need to have the tools and the knowledge to do that. Amazing, amazing. We talk on this podcast about being the best version of yourself and you took sort of every possible thing that a human could go through and then up-leveled your life. And I love it so much and I love that what you're doing to inspire others after having been through this process. So after navigating all of the challenges of that health scare and everything that you've just described, and then you did the work to build habits for yourself to bring this to you to this place where you're thriving now. What I want to know and what I think our listeners are curious about is let's bring it down to some sort of practical matters. What five habits would you encourage people to adopt for themselves in 2021 so that they too can thrive, whether they've been through the intensity of the story that you have been through or whether they just want to be a little bit better version of themselves in 2021? So, Number one, and you'll love this, drink more water. Love it. Get off of the pop, get off of the sugar drinks, get off the energy drinks, drink more water. We need to nourish our bodies. And that, that for me is like number one. Um, the others are, they're kind of more broad habits, not specific so much, but like my second big thing is to slow down and really take time to nurture yourself your body, your mind, your spirit. We need to, to take some time for ourselves because we don't do that. So drink more water, slow down, take more time to nurture yourself, get organized. 
And so get organized looks different for everybody, right? For some people, it might just be, I just need to clean out all those closets so I can actually find my stuff. For some people, it might be get rid of the stuff. For some people, it might be bring in um, routines into your life or build meal planning into your life. But get organized in a way that's intentional to drive your life forward in a positive way. Not to give you more stress, but to reduce the stress. There really, um, is, there really is something to be said for the fact that when you're physical space or when your life is more orderly, then you feel more in control of everything. And there's something to that. So I love that one. Yeah, absolutely. It really, it really does change your mind space when your physical space is in a good place. Yeah. My online pretend best friend Gretchen often says outer order contributes to inner calm. And I, I believe her and I feel it. And I know that for me, when I, my space is more organized, when I feel more organized, I just feel calmer. Yeah, for sure. That's great. She's awesome. She has great I know. stuff. I know. Yeah. She's so good. She's so good. You're so lucky to have her as your online best friend. <laughs> <laughs> pretend, pretend. We're not really best, best friend. friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next thing would be to make informed choices. And for me, that means informed choices about your health. And we, like, we can't just believe everything that we read and we can't find everything when we go looking. It, we need to be intentional in in looking for information that serves us and that will allow us to make different choices, better choices, new choices, whatever that is. So by, by that, I mean like get informed about what you need for yourself. Read books, read articles, listen to podcasts, read the labels on the food that you're buying. Understand why you make the choices that you make. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. I love it. Because I think when we are informed, then we can weigh the pros and the cons and we can make that decision of, of what is going to serve us in that well, time. Yeah. And I don't know how you feel about this, but for my patients in this, like for number four, this was your inf informed choices. What I'll often say is that there's so much information coming at us from all different directions. So I love this advice, but I would add to it just find a few trusted sources and then just stick with them. Because if you start to get so much information from every direction, you get information overload and then analysis paralysis, and then you do nothing. So finding a few trusted sources, like ask people that you trust already, people that you know are healthy, that are, are walking the walk that you want to walk, and then you know use those as you make these informed choices. Absolutely, 100%. All right, so that's four. What are we, what are we, where are we at for number five? Yeah, so again, I feel like you and I are so aligned in some ways in our thinking. My last one is, is to practice gratitude and positivity. It's really, really important. And I just want to explain that for a minute. When I was told that I had cancer, I had a choice. I had the choice to go down the road of poor me and this is awful and this is going to become my identity in a negative way, or I could embrace the opportunity to reframe how I looked at it and, and embrace positivity. So we actually have, um, we have a chalkboard at our front door. It's a throwback to be, being a teacher. And we really felt it was important to stay positive through the whole thing. So on the chalkboard, my husband wrote, check your negativity at the door. So that everything that came into our house was based on positivity. 
and, and allowed me to create that mindset. And I truly believe now that having embraced positivity that every day was 100%. When we went to, to see the doctor, we said we don't want statistics. And that's not for everybody. This was our choice. But we didn't want statistics because I didn't want to know that maybe today was a 30% day or a 70% day, or if I got to three years, I might get to five years. I didn't want that. Every day was 100%. And it gave me the motivation to get out of bed every day and put my big girl pants on and move forward in life. So I am a huge proponent of positivity and then the gratitude that comes out of having practiced positivity as part of my healing process. So number five, gratitude and positivity. Love it. And that, that chalkboard and check your negativity at the door, that gives me the feels that pinches my heart. That's so great, Catherine. All right. Um, okay. So we've got some practical things that people can look forward to in 2021 for up leveling their level of thriving. Um, and what I want to move on to next is of course, I love to talk about habits, but I'm also fascinated with the routines that people have that have helped them to be more successful. So I'm curious to know about your morning routine. Do you follow a specific routine each day? And if so, what's involved? So this is my work in progress. It is something that I have a few set things, but I'm, I'm working on a few other pieces of it. So right now, what I'm doing is I'm actually, in terms of sleep, I'm allowing myself to wake up naturally rather than setting an alarm, except if there's something you know, specific going on, I'm al I am intuitively allowing my body to decide when it's ready to get up. And that typically is by 6.30 or seven in the morning anyway, because you know, circadian rhythm and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm finding that serves me very well to get up as I am ready, and then sort of wander my way down to the kitchen and take my big glass of water and my vitamins and supplements. And then from there, moving on to the morning coffee meeting. So my husband and I have a coffee date every morning when he is home. And we, I make my special coffee that has some health building components to it. And we go and sit in the living room and we do the, hey, how are you? How was your sleep? What's going on? What's the plan for the day? So that's just sort of uh, how things get going. And then thanks to my friend, Dr. Peggy Malone and her seven-day habit challenge, <laughs> <laughs> I was inspired to, to really dig into doing my yoga practice and meditation every day. So I did the seven day challenge and I did it every day. I've fallen off a little bit. I'm not going to lie because I am not a perfect person, but I'm working on it. I'm making sure I build that into my morning routine. Just it sets my day off. Right. Right. Like when you have that, the routine, but then that movement and the calm, and then I'm able to put my business face on and move over to the office and, and get to work for the day. I just want to circle back for a second because I'm curious and I'm sure some of our listeners might be. You said health building bits to your coffee. What is it that you put in your coffee? So I put in a scoop of collagen powder and a scoop of MCT powder. Um, I add a dark chocolate flavored ghee and coconut blend. Oh, That's yeah. from uh, Lee's Provisions, Lee's Ghee. And the magic ingredient is a 10 mushroom blend. It's a powdered mix, but it has all of the different health building mushrooms in it. So it's very earthy yeah. and very, very yummy. Well, now, of course, people are going to be extra curious. So maybe you can share that detail with me and I'll put it in the show notes so people yeah. can see if they're curious about that and want to try it for themselves. For sure. 
we might have already covered this because you spoke about the seven day challenge and you also talked about adding uh, yoga and mindfulness every day into your world in 2021 so far. But is there any other habit that you're working on for yourself in 2021? Yeah, there's three other things in particular. So ironically, as a nutrition coach and educator, I am not the best meal planner. And a part of that comes from the fact that my husband and I both like to cook. So we play what's for dinner tonight often. Um, but we do, we had a, a big talk about trying to get into meal planning for dinner several times a week at least. And with a lot of intention behind that for saving money and organization and a little bit of stress reduction. So meal planning. Um, I'm also working very hard on using my new full focus planner. I love it. It lays out my days very clearly for me. It's that organization piece. One of the pieces that happened when I went through surgeries and chemotherapy is I, I have some memory issues and I'm very upfront about it. I have some short term memory issues. I can remember things from when I was four, but a conversation 10 minutes ago, I might not remember. And so as a business owner, I feel I don't want to miss anything. So I'm, I'm engaged in this planner, getting everything laid out, and it seems to be keeping me on track so far. And then the third thing is, is making time for myself. I might be a bit of a workaholic. And so I really need to tell myself to step away and take time, whether that's doing a puzzle or going for a hike or, you know, having a hot bath or doing some yoga, whatever. Amazing. The full focus planner. Is that the Michael Hyatt one? It is. Oh my gosh. It's so amazing. Okay. <laughs> good it. to know. All right. So I'll put that in the show notes as well, because that I think um, might appeal to a lot of uh, my listeners as well. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Now it's time for a segment, which we call, what are you into lately? In past episodes, my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny, and I shared that we like to talk with each other about what podcasts we've been listening to or what books we've been reading or what random internet hilarity we have found. And we feel like that you might find it fun too. On previous episodes, each of us have shared something that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. And since Catherine is here this week, she has agreed to play along in this segment. So I'll go first to show you how it works. And um, as always, I'm interested in humans in general and myself specifically in terms of why we are the way we are and why we do or don't do things. And so I love to read books that will maybe give some more insight into this kind of thought process. So what I'm into this week is a book that I just finished reading and the book is called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. And it's by Susan Cain. So this book is really neat because she talks about the fact that in North American culture in general, over the last 50 to 100 years, there's an extrovert ideal. And so we've sort of, even as introverts, and I identify as an introvert, we assume that we have to act like extroverts. So the way she defines introvert and extrovert is that, and I like this definition because it's sort of, there's a lot of charge around those words. And I think some people just have different ideas of what it means, but the way she defines it and what I like about this definition is that introverts and extroverts differ in the level of outside stimulation that they need to function well. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. It's physiological. It sort of is, you know, you are the way you are. You're born with a certain temperament. And it has to do with the amount of stimulation that you function the best with. So this is what it says on the jacket. Uh, At least one third of the people we know are introverts. They are the ones who prefer listening to speaking, who innovate and create, but dislike self-promotion, who favor working on their own over working in teams. 
It is to introverts like Rosa Parks, Chopin, Dr. Seuss, Steve Wozniak that we owe many of the great contributions to society. In Quiet, Susan Cain argues that we dramatically undervalue introverts and shows how much we lose in doing so. She charts the rise of the extrovert ideal through the 20th century and explores how deeply it has come to permeate our culture. She also introduces us to successful introverts from a witty, high-octane public speaker who recharges in solitude after his talks to a record-breaking salesman who quietly taps into the power of questions. Passionately argued, superbly researched, and filled with indelible sources of real people, quiet has the power to permanently change how we see introverts and equally important, how they see themselves. So when I read it, it gave me a lot of insight into the fact that I am an introvert that acts like an extrovert, especially when it helps me to communicate something I'm passionate about. When I'm working on my core personal projects, you'll see me look like an extrovert, but then that's a lot of stimulation and then I need to retreat to solitude to have recharge. So the other thing that was cool about this book is it also gives advice on how to negotiate relationships between introverts and extroverts. And my husband, John, is an extrovert. So that was fascinating, that whole chapter, because I was like, oh, it was like looking into the mirror of our, the way that we interact or how we conflict sometimes. And then it also has another chapter um, on how to empower a child who is introverted. And uh, John and I have eight nieces and nephews, and one of them in particular is very much introverted. And it gave me a lot of insight in terms of ways that I can help to support her. So this book was really fascinating. And I think that anybody who identifies as an introvert or isn't sure, this is a really great book to try out. What do you think, Catherine? Are, are, would you say you identify as an introvert? I need to get this book. <laughs> I am totally an introvert. Yeah. Like I can put on my public face and I can speak in front of people. I've spoken in front of a hundred people before. I don't have a problem with that. But yeah, that piece about the recharge, yeah. it's like, let me just crawl back into my space. Same. I'm just going to get my puzzle out. I'm just going to read. I'm just going to do whatever. Oh my gosh, I have to get this book. I am totally an introvert functioning in an extrovert world. Yep. And I think like that's just been, that is eye-opening because I've always felt like, how are these people so, you know, and, and I can play that, I can do that. And it's yep. not a, it's not a facade, but now I just like feel like, oh, it's like validating, it's, isn't it? It's so validating. Yes. And my John, my husband, John is totally, he's like, Hey, here I am. And our youngest yeah. son too, like extrovert, extrovert. And our oldest son is like introvert, introvert. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to read this book. Okay, cool. Well, I just got it at the library in St. Thomas, so it's available, and um, I'll put a link to it in the show notes for anybody who's listening who might also be interested. Love um, it. Well, what are you into this week, Catherine? Okay, so I am self-admittedly addicted to BBC cop shows and thrillers. <laughs> Amazing. I it's it's like my my introvert reset. I love to watch, like anything with David Tennant in it, Broad Church and um, The Silence and uh, Luther with uh, Idris Alba. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I love that stuff. It's just this totally different side, I think, but cool. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. So, and is there one in particular that you would recommend people start with if they have never like kind of explored that BBC, what you're talking about? Yeah. Broad Church is really good. And it's on Netflix, right? Broad Church? Net, yeah, Netflix. Um, some are on Prime. And Prime, this is where my, 
my heart gets so happy. Prime has created a whole station called Acorn that's all British television shows. Amazing. <laughs> so you can watch anything you want. It's fantastic. So okay. that's kind of my guilty pleasure. But my right. other, our other thing is hiking. Just to, yeah. you know, bring a little health into it. <laughs> We're totally into hiking right now. It's just a great way to get out in nature and reconnect with yourself and have an introvert moment outdoors. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. All right. As our listeners have heard, Catherine is one of my accountability buddies in an accountability group that we have called Peas in a Pod. And there's five of us in the group and the five of us are supporting each other as we all work to create and launch our online courses. Well, I'm excited to share that Catherine's course is about to be launched into the world. So Catherine, I would love it if you would share the details about your course. What is it? Who's it for? And for anyone who is interested, what is the next step to learn more? Thanks. Yeah, I'm so excited. As you know, this is like a labor of love. But this labor of love goes farther back because it, it dives deeply into my own health and how things that I use to help bring myself back and, and to come to the place where I am. So it's called Living to Thrive. And um, the essence of it is that it has six modules and each of those modules explores a different aspect of that whole health that we talked about at the beginning of the show that you can eat healthy but be unhealthy if you're not managing the other pieces or you can meditate but be unhealthy because you're not managing the other pieces there's it, it is a whole person experience and as i walked through my own healing journey i realized that that you can't just change one thing there's a lot of things that that need to happen in time and that's what this course is for is to help people create their own blueprint for what they need to take care of their own health so um, there's modules on how to reduce your stress how to eat healthy get organized in the kitchen how to sleep better how to meditate yoga breathe those things but with the intention of delivering information that comes back to that whole, you know, find your source and find what works for you. And so my, my intention is to be the provider of information for people to empower them to make their own choices, to build their own health, to get healthful and stress less because we are individuals and what you do to be healthy and what I do to be healthy may be similar, but, but different. And so I don't feel like a prescribed program is what is needed. I feel like this course will bring everything together under one roof, provide the information and allow people to make those choices to build their own healthy lifestyle blueprint. Sounds amazing. Yes, that's so awesome. So if someone's interested in this, what's their next step? So what I've done is I have designed a masterclass that I'm going to be offering at the beginning of February and people can sign up for that class. But I also believe in, um, in giving people the opportunity to choose how they want to find someone or find something. So this masterclass is an opportunity for people to see me teaching live, talking about three ways that you can get your energy back on track. Um, and it's a chance for them to see me talking, to see sort of a, a snippet of what the course would look like, and then to have the opportunity to ask questions and answers about the course, because that's what we will inevitably end up talking about. 
On the flip side of that, some people aren't interested in attending a course like that. And so on my website, there will be access to the information page for the people that just want to read and explore on their own time. So on my website, thrivenutritionandyoga.ca, there'll be two buttons. One that you can take a look at the masterclass and visit me live and in person, or the other where you can take a look at the page with the information that has access to the first module so they can see what it's going to look like and has uh, all of the information about what the course has to offer. Fantastic. And um, Catherine will uh, give me the links. And so I will also put them in the show notes here so that you can find this if you are interested in what sounds like is going to be an amazing experience. Um, and I expect that my listeners will be excited to learn more about you in general, course or no course. So where can they find you on the interwebs and on the socials to get more information about you, your course, or maybe just to say hello? I would love for people to come and say hello. That would be fantastic. I'd love to meet new people. Um, so I'm on Instagram at Thrive Nutrition and Yoga. And Thrive Nutrition and Yoga is my handle on Facebook also. So that is easily searchable. I have a group called Living to Thrive. If you are interested in digging in a little bit deeper into a community of thrivers. And my email address is contact at thrivenutritionandyoga.ca. So you can reach out to ask any questions about anything, really. I'm open to chatting. And also, uh, because people are listening, they like to listen, and you have a podcast as well. So tell us the name of your podcast again. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Living to Thrive. It's my mantra. It's my life mantra. And, and just to take it back to the whole course and life idea, it's just for me, life is more about surviving. It's, it's more than surviving. Life is about thriving. And, and if we have the information and the education and the pieces to put that all together, we don't have to just get up every day and exist. We can do more than survive in life. We can thrive in life. So living to thrive is my, it's my life mantra now. Oh, I love it so much. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Thank you again to Catherine White of Thrive Nutrition and Yoga for being here. What is one of her tips that you will put into place in your life to increase your potential to thrive? Let me know. For questions or comments, send an email to The Improvement Project at drpeggymalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone, and you can always get my attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. As usual, you'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. If this episode was helpful at all for you, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. This is the number one way that new listeners find this podcast. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, pass it on. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next time, my friends, stay focused.